The Secret World Chronicle, a podcast novel series written by Mercedes Lackey, Cody Martin, Dennis Lee, and Veronica Jagger. Presenting Season 8, Collision. Hurricane, Storm Surge. Written by Mercedes Lackey and Dennis Lee. Well, Red, I was wondering when you were going to get around to visiting me. Harmony rose up from her cot and crossed her arms as the genie closed the door behind him. He turned, leaned back against the door, and faced her through the layers of her reinforced glass cell. Heard you were finally talking to people, darling, he said. Figured I might have a go. Well, one does get dreadfully bored when Echo locks them up. I'm sure you remember. Oh, it wasn't so bad the genie said with a shrug. Especially with what was happening on the outside. In here, all safe and tucked away, all I needed was some telly and it would have been a vacation. Television, Harmony scoffed. I can't say I was ever a fan. Two-dimensional lands inhabited by characters of similar depth. Yet another modern marvel that serves to feed the imagination, but only bleeds it dry. No. Even in here, I'm witness to things much more entertaining, much more satisfying. You're behind the times, then, Red said. Seriously, you never watched Lost? Harmony cocked her head and strolled forward to the limit of her space, pressing her hands to the glass. Her eyes bore into Red. You play him well, she said finally. But you're not the genie. Red sighed and came to attention. Harmony watched as he removed his scarf, revealing a horribly scarred neck thick with knotted flesh. The bottom half of his face hung in tattered ropes of skin, obscene against the pristine nature of his flawless lips. You sure about that? the genie asked. Oh, I know you've come in contact with him, Harmony said. Enough to get a full lay of the land, but it's not the look you need to worry about. The genie has a certain swagger to him, and it's subtle enough to hide the little, little boy he's got trapped inside. What you're doing is passable, I suppose, but not to me. My senses go a little deeper, but you knew that, didn't you? I suppose that's why you're here. Either to test how good your impersonation is, or to see what I know, to get into his head even further. How am I doing? You were always a tricky one, Elsa, and far too clever for your own good. The voice was still the genie's, but the accent, very, very faintly Germanic. She snickered and made a little faux curtsy. <laughs> Thank you, but I go by harm now. Harm, Doppelganger laughed. How appropriate. So I've heard, Harmony said. Repeatedly, in fact. It's getting a bit old, I think. So, to what do I owe the pleasure? 
I can't remember the last time you actually sought me out. If memory serves, we've done our best to avoid one another. Yes, Doppelganger said. Ever since that unfortunate misunderstanding in Riga. I believe you referred to it as a professional courtesy. Well, no, Harmony disagreed. My exact words were, cross me again and I'll hoist your shape-shifting head on a poleaxe. Is that why you're here? Old transgressions? You're not really thinking to address past wrongs while I'm caged and helpless, are you? Of course not, my dear, he said. Even in that cell, I know better than to underestimate you. And you, me, I suppose. We both know where our true gifts lie, and not in anything as obvious as our powers. Information, then, Harmony smiled. I take it we're free to talk. I found that conversations with you are seldom without a price, but if you're referring to the security feeds, then yes. For all their bluster about advanced technology, Echo is still vulnerable to rather archaic countermeasures. Doppelganger stepped forward. His face seemed to collapse on itself, then settled into place. He smiled at her, his features now handsome, with blue eyes twinkling under a shock of well-coiffed blonde hair. There. Proof, he said. You know I would not expose this face unless I was certain of privacy. I've heard what you have been doing here with your time. It seems a little out of place for you, but I'm sure you wear benevolence well. Is it everything you wish it to be? You know... Why am I not surprised? Harmony said. Still up to your old ways, Rune, with your fingers and too many pies. Who is it, I wonder, that you're wearing as you wander freely around the Echo Campus? I haven't sensed anything of you at all. Surely not one of my immediate captors, then. Don't be so sure, Harm, Doppelganger smirked. I have gotten so much better since we last met. Your self-confidence was always a weakness, Rune. I felt your sadistic heart beating beneath Red Genies within moments of... Ah, oh, I understand. The Genie is a complicated sort of fellow, isn't he? Not the sort you would easily hide beneath, as you have so many others. And you know the genie so well, Doppelganger raised an eyebrow. I should like to put that to the test. And yes, I know the rules. Information for information. I'll even go first. Someone was in the vault doing a job when our forces hit Atlanta. Bulwark's wife, Amethyst, was killed there, trying to stop whomever it was, I assume. You might feed this to Jensen, who will get it back to Bulwark. I strongly suspect that at least some of the security camera footage survived the explosion. 
The footage was stored in the hardened EMP-proof canisters of flash memory at a distance from the cameras themselves. You should be able to barter that information for something. I'll keep that in mind, Harmony said dryly. All right. I'll give you a memory. Something to show you a side of the genie I doubt you've seen. Scope was still under orders not to use her eyes, which left Harmony without her gunnery instructor. Not that Harmony actually needed the instruction, of course, but the ruse needed to be kept up, and the poor, traumatized, guilty creature that Harmony should be after her failure in the catacombs would be trying to make up for her panic by obsessive target practice. Harmony was mostly there just for show, and mainly hoped to register her presence with Bulwark, but it was the genie who turned up. Well, he would do. He was wearing a face she vaguely recognized from entertainment news, although she couldn't have said who it was. Harmony didn't pay much attention to movies and television. She was deliberately doing badly, and had schooled her face into an expression of despair, but otherwise was not overtly attempting to draw attention to herself and her failure. This was a delicate balancing act. She had to look guilty. She had to look as if she was trying to the best of her ability. She had to look as if she was not fishing for sympathy. So she pretended to concentrate on her targets to the extent that she didn't notice the genie in the next stall, until all her magazines were empty and she pulled off her ear protection to reload. Darling, the genie drawled. I hate to point this out, but you're more of a danger to me than you are to your target. She allowed a couple of tears to well up. I know, she replied with frustration and despair in her voice. I... I don't know what I'm doing wrong. You're choking up, the genie replied immediately. Tensing when you fire instead of relaxing. I can show you. Please? she begged, and of course given the chance to put his arms around an attractive woman to show her how to properly hold her weapon, he seized it, as she knew he would. And she was grateful, but not too grateful, since the genie was the black sheep of the group, and Harmony should know to be careful around him. And she allowed herself to improve, but not so much he might get suspicious. A careful, skillful dance. You know, this might be why you choked in the catacombs, Jeannie continued, stepping back to let her fire the next set of rounds unassisted. You're thinking too much. You're letting your imagination paint everything that can go wrong, and then you tense up instead of letting go. Once you've got all the information you're going to get, act on your first impulse. And if you fail, don't let failure tie you in knots. Keep moving. Keep trying something else. Throw enough out there, something is going to stick, and as long as you keep moving, you're harder to hit. Like acrobat? she hazarded. He rolled his eyes but agreed. The boy's constantly off balance, but he stays loose, and as long as he keeps moving, he never face plants. They worked without speaking for a good long while, she allowing herself to continue to improve, he coming in to make tiny corrections to her grip, aim, and stance. And finally, he called a halt. That's enough for the day, he said, 
and she returned the weapons to the armory and picked up her Overwatch headset, Cam and Mike, from her locker. And he made a face. Nanny Cam, he scoffed. Don't you go anywhere without it? What if we get a call? she responded. It's better to have it on me. Since he was still making a sour face, she put out a little probe of her own to see if some information could be pried out of him. Why are you so down on Victrix? She's useful. We would never have survived that trip to the catacombs without her. Or we might have gotten through them without incident, he countered immediately, harshly. Then he held up a hand. It was her magic that triggered that trap. And it was her magic that got us out, Harmony pointed out, delighted to have gotten an emotional response out of him. Her magic that got us past other traps. Magic, he muttered in disgust. By this time they were out in the open, with no one to overhear. He looked as if he was considering something. She kept her expression encouraging. Let me tell you about magic, he said after a moment. It's dangerous. It's unpredictable. It killed someone I cared about. And I'm not talking out of inexperience here. The opposite. I was stupid enough to play around with magic, and it bit me and everyone else in the ass. She could sense something she hadn't expected from him. Fear. He truly was afraid of magic. Victrix will give you all kinds of blather about probability and math, but I know. You can't predict what the outcome is going to be when you mess with it. When we first started working with it, I thought we could. I thought we had a handle on everything. I'm susceptible to the stuff, and the way it worked through me was I stabilized it and strengthened it. And then... The rules changed, for no reason that any of us could see, and suddenly I destabilized what was going through me, and... Somebody died. Died in the most horrible, painful way you could possibly imagine. His voice faltered for a moment, then hardened. So no matter what Victrix tells you, don't believe her. It's crazy and unpredictable, you can't depend on it, and anyone who does is an idiot. The emotion seething in him delighted her. This had really struck a nerve. Fear, doubt, guilt. Strong. Strong enough to crack his famous facade for a moment. I'll accept the nanny cam, he said after a long moment, as she sensed him getting himself back under tight control. You're right, it's useful. But damn if I am ever going to depend on magic. And you'd be smart to do the same. Harmony cut off the memory and watched as Doppelganger came back into the present time. He was... grinning. And when he was fully back, he gave her an ironic little bow. As ever, you live up to your reputation, Fräulein, he said without a trace of mockery. This is exceedingly useful to me. So, nice to see the genie in a vulnerable state at last. 
I can use that. You're playing with fire, Harmony warned him, knowing he wouldn't listen or believe her. And he didn't. He just rearranged his features into the genies again without another word, donned the scarf, and sauntered out again. Leaving her to wonder if she had given him too much. You have been listening to Collision, Season 8 of the Secret World Chronicle podcast novel series. Season 8 is written by Mercedes Lackey, Cody Martin, Dennis Lee, and Veronica Jaguer. Music is Exciting Trailer by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. The Secret World Chronicle podcast is narrated and produced by Veronica Jaguer and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. The fourth book, Collision, is available in print and ebook in December 2014 from the amazing people at Bayon Books. For more information about the series or to listen to earlier seasons, check out www.secretworldchronicle.com. Want to chat with the authors and fellow SWC fans? Join the Secret World Chronicle group on Facebook. And as always, thank you for listening.